You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Welcome men, welcome women. We're excited you're here and we invite you to this conversation where it's all about helping dads become heroes so that dads can step up and step in with more intention in pursuing their daughter's hearts. Well, you know the grid every week. It's simply on your mark, get set, go. So dad, I want you to picture yourself standing there side by side with other dads, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on and saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme, get set. I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats and go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and even your sons into action this week. Well, today on the program, I have a guest coach who's been a longtime friend of mine, Sam Black. Sam is the Director of Recovery Education for Covenant Eyes, which is the world's leading porn accountability software, and he joined the Covenant Eyes team in 2007 after 18 years as a journalist. He's edited 16 books on the impact of pornography. Hello, can you now see why I invited him here to talk on this issue? He speaks as a parent, he speaks at men's events, at leaders' events, at parenting events, and he's living out the things he teaches in his own life and in his home. Sam is passionate about helping Christians live free from pornography because he knows that you keep what you give away. I'm going to say that again. Sam is passionate about helping Christians live free from pornography, and he walks his own grace-filled journey with the support of valued allies. Sam has authored two books. The first is The Porn Circuit, Understand Your Brain and Break Porn Habits. Isn't that an awesome title? And his newest book is the one that will be the focus of our conversation today, which is titled The Healing Church, What Churches Get Wrong About Pornography and How to Fix It. Before we begin the conversation, I want you to hear an endorsement that pastor and author Max Licato gave about his book. He said, if you're looking for a book that keeps shame upon the porn struggler, look elsewhere. If, on the other hand, you're looking for a book that soberly addresses the porn pandemic and then offers practical help, you've got the right volume. Porn is contaminating our generation, yet empowered by the grace of God and the careful counsel of people like Sam, there is hope. I urgently recommend this book. Well, if that isn't enough, I just want you to know that Sam, again, walks his talk. He's been married for 26 years, has two kids, one 22-year-old son and one 26-year-old daughter. So as a girl dad himself, he'll be be sharing even insights from his own personal experience, too. Welcome, Sam Black. Michelle, thank you so much. This is fun. I'm so (laughs) glad to see you. I know. You two were here at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference connecting in person in real time. So I'm so glad we get to connect today. Well, on your mark, today the title is a spinoff of the most recent book he's written, which is just, we're going to call it, What Dads Get Wrong About Pornography and How to Fix It. Yes. You good with that? I'm fine with that. Okay, we're diving in. Well, you know, I've got to just tell you that you and I both know that pornography is not just a man's issue. Right. Right? Women deal with this too. But because of the lane that I'm in, 
the focus of this podcast being for dads of daughters, we're going to stay on that side of the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about men specifically and dads of daughters even more specifically. Well, I'd love to start by just telling you a quick backstory is that I addressed this issue of pornography a few years ago on the Dad Whisperer, and I couldn't get a dad to come on the show because uh, yeah. so many of them said, you know, I don't want people to know my name, but you can say what, I, what I've lived confidentially. Right. But I'm, I'm so grateful today that you're, you're willing to open up your story and talk about this issue. So I want to start just by asking that question. What led you to this topic? Wow. So I have to understand that I took my own journey toward freedom. So we, we, it, it, when you really go through a process of healing and life change, you want to give it back. You don't want to keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, the first way that I was able to do that when I was younger was that I could teach others how, pornography, how to protect their children from pornography because one of the foundational elements of those adults who struggle with pornography are early childhood exposure. Mm-hmm. That lays a foundation upon which other beliefs and behaviors and feelings and emotions are built. And so it is that early exposure and so impactful. So that's where I got to step into this with the help of Covenant Eyes and others that I could help parents protect their kids from that first exposure. Mm-hmm. And not, not only if they were going to be exposed, but when. Because that's where we're, that's the world we live in today. It's not if it's going to happen, right. but when is it going to happen? Yeah. And have we prepared our sons and our and our daughters as well for that day? Mm-hmm. Because we see about a third of women in the church say they have an ongoing struggle with pornography, and that continues to rise because of that. In two thousand seven, we had the iPhone. But before that, we had the iPad, which we handed to our kids. And so this generation of girls have been exposed to more pornography at more early ages than we, can, than we want to think about. Mm-hmm. Right? And so today, within the church, about 14% of girls say, or women say they have, these adult women say they're watching pornography multiple times a week. And often 26% say they feel they watch too much pornography. And then you add in the fact that from what I've heard, again, you know, as a mental health clinician, being in the trenches with young women, is that it is huge that they're being asked to provide sexual content, right, to guys. And so they're sometimes even being asked to reenact what they're seeing. You know, what's so interesting is we often think if we just don't say anything, they'll never be curious. But that's that's not the way it works, exactly. is it right? Every child is naturally curious about what the opposite sex looks without clothes. That's just, that's natural. Right. And children often show each other their, their private parts totally. sometimes because they're just curious. And curiosity is typically where it ends for those young children. But when they're exposed to pornography, they're not seeing children's body. They're they're also seeing adult bodies, but Mm. also seeing violent, debasing, degrading, more too much of everything in every way. And it's so impactful to that young brain. And so we need Mm -hmm. to understand that that young brain can be impacted. In fact, 
probably every listener that's listening to this podcast is going to can remember the first time that they saw mm-hmm. pornography. Yeah, it's imprinted. Yeah, they in their can, brain. they won't remember anything else about that day, but yes. they can likely tell you a yeah. full story yeah. about that first exposure. You know, I have a friend from the city that I lived in for over five decades. You know, a seminary professor who also had an affair and came forward with this, you know, kind of lost everything, his license professionally. But what he described it as, Sam, is having a playpen in your mind Mm. and that you can bring back those visuals and play with them. And I I know, again, based on statistics that a lot of men listening right now are are agreeing with you. I could pull that image up now. This is going to shock you even more. Okay. Women have a better movie reel in their brain than men do. So men can recall, they can tell you a story about that day. It was definitely imprinted, but often women and girls will say, I was viewing pornography without my parents knowing because I could replay in my mind what Mm -hmm. I saw over and over again. And in the, the female brain is much more adept at that. And it can be so much more impactful. Okay, so now let's flip that around. I appreciate you talking about the impact of women, statistics, the female brain. Now tell us a little bit about the male brain for those dads listening. Because, you know, I was sharing with you that a few years ago I, I did a podcast on this topic. And I called it Holes in the Covering. And that is a way that with the dads groups that I lead, even in my writing to dads of daughters, I say, you're a protective covering over your home. Mm -hmm. And when you view pornography that you think your daughter will never know, maybe your wife or ex-wife will never, no one will ever know. It's what you do with your own time, with your own mind. You have a choice. But I really believe in the spiritual realm that viewing and participating with contributing to an industry that objectifies women and on it goes is creating holes in that protective covering so that your daughter is more vulnerable. Any thoughts on that? You don't have to agree with me, but I want to champion men to rise up and to, in their own personal life, guard what they're viewing if they want to lead their daughters to follow their example. You know... There's, a, there's so much packed in here, and, and my mind is going in about a, a thousand <laughs> different ways right now. So let's take the holes part, okay. because pornography causes us to withdraw into ourselves. It, so we, and, and often, for Christian men who are listening, there follows, after use of pornography, some significant shame, because likely you have promised yourself and you've promised God, and you've promised your spouse, or you've promised others that you would never look at pornography again. And somehow you keep coming around full circle in this cycle that Mm -hmm. just seems to flip, that you have viewed it, you've acted out, you are now feeling shame. And and sometimes it can be so impactful that I call it self-hatred at my expense, shame, self-hatred at my expense. Oh, I have not heard that definition. That's powerful. And so it it's becomes just, I knew I couldn't do this. I, God's uh, uh, challenges for me in my Christian life are impossible. I, oh, everyone does this. And now I, 
how am I ever going to possibly live free? This is just, you know, and now I can't, and my self-worth is attacked well Mm -hmm. as well, right? Because I'm not the man of God that I'm supposed to be. I'm not the person that I should be. I'm not the dad that I'm supposed to be. I'm not the, 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 a spouse or uh, the husband I'm supposed to be. All of these become so condemning. Yeah. And so you maybe uh, try to ignore those feelings and stuff those feelings or do something else. Uh, and maybe you start performing better. Like you start working harder at the, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to just keep going back. I'm going to, I'm going to get back on the wagon now and I'm going to try harder. And it's like a coin that flips. And on one side of the coin is this failure and shame and anxiety and depression over it. And then you flip the coin to performance because you want everybody to see you in the light that you really want to live in. Mm-hmm. But you can only maintain that performance for so long for and so then long. the coin flips again. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need to better understand why we're, we're, how we got where we're at, why we seem to stay stuck and how we can truly live in freedom. We'll step into that in just a few minutes. Okay. So I think there are indeed holes because pornography not only pulls you away from Christ, it pulls you away from all those relationships that you hold so dear. Mm -hmm. Uh, You hide your true self. You are not fully known and fully loved because you cannot be who you are. Right. And God wants you to really step into that fullness, right? He wants you to be there. But we have a hard time doing that within ourselves and within the church, but there's, there's answers to that. So even to just underscore one other thing that we were talking about the brain a little bit ago, mm. and dads, you might know this, but you know, when there's ever that there's those pleasure centers in your brain. So when you're getting a hit, if you will, of dopamine or of serotonin, yeah. of course you want to go back. And then if you're already feeling shame overlooking, you may actually look again to feel better about right. what you feel that, bad about. And, and like you said, that because, cycle. Hey, I'm just going to binge now because, well, I've already failed, so I'm just going to binge even harder. Right, and I kind of call it you're on the hamster wheel in your mind. You're just going around and around, yeah. but you're not opening the door to the cage. So what would you say then to that dad that says, I just am stuck, as you just yeah. said. I can't seem to move forward right. because I love how that title of your book, it's like, you know, how are we going to actually fix this problem? I think a lot of men go, okay, tell me something I don't know. My brain is activated. Yeah, I want to be a better example. I don't want holes in the covering. And but I've, got, and I've gone and I've gone to the, the altar or yes. I've, I've, I've asked somebody to pray for me and, or it hasn't that, held. I've, that I've, uh, I've, I've, you know, again, we promise God, we promise others, we promise ourselves we'll never yes. go back. Okay. So I think the first part that we need to do is to understand how did we get here in the first place? Okay. And again, number one is early exposure. Mm-hmm. Often before kids know the basics, understandings of sexuality, they're being exposed to pornography. All right. Number two is that ongoing repetition. Teenagers are m- among the most prolific users of pornography. Yeah. Number three is some drama and trauma that often cements this all together. So mm-hmm. those three work together to kind of cement this into our lives. And so that early exposure... It's so hard for a child to look away. I don't know if we have time to really talk about all the neurology behind that, right, but we can right. come back. They can read your book. And, and <laughs> yes, and there's it's so impactful on that young brain, a feeling brain that's very well developed, but a prefrontal cortex, a decision-making part of the brain that's way underdeveloped. Yep. And so that early exposure is very impactful. But second, what really begins sealing this together is the ongoing use. And so probably, Dad, you've been... Uh, know that you've practiced this many, many times, likely hundreds or 
thousands yes. of times with pornography. So this creates neural pathways in the brain that crave it all even, even more. But there might be some wounds and drama and trauma that happened early in your life as well, or even later. And whenever that those wounds trigger or you, you've practiced enough that this becomes escapism, so that that whole... Let me finish here. The, that, that, that drama and trauma turns to escapism. And so now you're fleeing porno- to pornography to regulate your emotions and your moods, to anesthetize when you're angry or tired or all those things. You know, mm-hmm. it, we're very more susceptible to getting angry when we're hungry or when we're tired, right? Yep. You know the H-A-L-T? Right. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Right. Halt, stop, and ask right. yourself what's going on there. Well, you're probably finding that you are running to pornography when you feel those as well. And so I call them C triggers. They're social, emotional, and environmental. And when you're triggered, you begin running to pornography for that relief because you've taught your brain, you've taught your psyche, and mind, body, and spirit have been corrupted, and it is running to pornography for relief. So you've also said that there are three hidden reasons that it's so hard to go more than a few steps on your recovery journey. And you said they're all driven by one thing. What is that? You said pride. You said pride. they're driven by pride. And, you know, it's easy to say, okay, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Okay, we know the Bible verse. Yeah. But what do we do, what do men do that are listening, like to address that area, because I don't think most people that I've interacted with that struggle with porn have ever said, I see it as a pride issue. I thought that was a really interesting point you make. Well, we're as sick as our secrets, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a right. hard time because we can't even be, you know, a foundational part of the Christian faith is James five sixteen to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed. And so pride interferes with that. It says, I, I can't confess to my brother yes. in Christ. Yes. I, he'll, he'll judge me. He's going to turn away from me. He's going to dislike me. I'm going to lose my reputation yeah. with someone else. Mm-hmm. So we, we hide very yeah. well. We need to ask ourselves first, what yeah. part of James 5.16 do we not believe uh-huh. in our local church? Yeah. But also, uh, we have pride that thinks, if I try harder, mm-hmm. if I, I can fix this. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fixer, so I can fix uh, the uh, things around the right. house. I can fix the car. I'm going to yeah. take care of things. I'm, yeah. I'm a take care of her, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, there you go. <laughs> we want to get, and we just want to do it on our own. So. Yeah. But the opposite of this addiction and compulsive behavior is community. Yeah. And we need to understand that we are not going to get out alone. And so yeah. when we uh, can set our pride, our, our, ourselves aside long enough to reach out for some help and support Mm -hmm. to gain some real understanding because we we're operating under our own understandings and and not and don't have a clue about what's going on and i tell you what if it's not worked in the past it's not Not gonna gonna work work in the future right (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you know i i literally am gonna say something here now that i've never said publicly and i didn't even plan on saying today But you're talking about community and confessing, which I have often said that scripture, I believe, James 5.16, is not only confessing, meaning verbalizing, talking about, admitting what 
I've done, but even what has been done to me. Yes. And I think some of those listening yes. were on the receiving end of that trauma and drama. Mm. And having a safe witness to the pain is a huge part of healing. And, you know, a few years ago, I'd say maybe 12, 15 years ago, I was preparing to speak at a, a girls' com- at a camp for teenage girls. And I was looking up... PowerPoint pictures to put in, I mean, pictures to put in my PowerPoint, just kind of on the internet. And I was like, teenage girls smiling. I mean, nothing that I put in the queue was anything pornographic. Right. And pictures started popping up, Mm. Sam. Yeah. And I have never had that happen before or since. And I found myself wanting to look. I could feel that in my body, like this draw. And one, a second time, I, on my own, right after that, it was like some switching of a flip on in my mind. And that terrified me. I'm like, I've never been drawn to this. And I have a sexual yeah. abuse history that I've right. been open with here on the show and yeah. publicly. But I literally was like, what do, this is freaking me out. Like, I walk my talk. What do I do? Yeah. And I thought, who's the one person I wouldn't want to tell? But I live out that confess your sin one to another. I don't have to do it to the multitudes, but one on one. I told my mom and I cried my eyes out. I said, I am so embarrassed to tell you this. I can't believe I did this, mom. And her grace and her kindness, like in a way she was Jesus to me. But guess what? It broke and I've never looked again because I lived out the very thing you're talking about. So. Those of you listening, I wanted to just, I sensed I needed to be vulnerable with you today in a way that I hadn't planned. So thank you, Sam. I'm reaching out and just grabbing your hand. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for that gift of just inviting me to to be honest about that because the shame breaks when we put things out in the open. Right. And if you're listening right now, a man or a woman, go tell someone. I got to tell you all today, but I lived this out and it broke. I told my mom. I commit to you now, and if I'm ever tempted, you're now going to be the one I'm going to call on the yeah. front end of yeah. reactivating and reengaging. And my goodness, we've got to take a break. Shame but I just, knows you're powerful when you're honest. Yes, yes, and it breaks, yes. The shame breaks, and we are living proof of that, both Sam and I. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Sam Black. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm here with my friend, Sam Black, and we are talking about pornography. The title today, we are in the trenches. It's what dads get wrong about pornography and how to fix it. And it's based on Sam's most recent book, The Healing Church, what churches get wrong about pornography and how to fix it. 
Well, I want to ask you next, Sam, if a dad is listening, who we've said this, has tried repeatedly, we're saying, okay, you can also not only tell someone, but you can get the Covenant Eyes app. You even have the Companion Victory app. Tell dads about that. Okay, so Covenant Eyes is monitors your phones, tablets, computers, etc. And you choose someone to receive your uh, feed through the Victory app. And it just... It's just an ongoing feed. Just a, it's often a reminder that says, okay, I've made a commitment to someone else. Mm-hmm. And often guys will say, just putting the app on my devices, knowing that somebody else is going to see what I'm doing on my devices, helps me just stay conscious of uh-huh. what I'm doing, right? We're just living in the moment rather than being drawn down a path, right? So do you do the app or put this on your computer with another person that commits to you or does the Covenant Eyes team or does that put the block in place? Because I do know a, a really close family that I that I love from Oregon. The dad and the adult son, right. both are each other's accountability partners. But how does that work? Okay, so you can choose when you're for each and once you have uh, the Covenant Eyes, you, once you subscribe to Covenant Eyes, uh-huh. you can choose for each family member that's in your home whether they're only held accountable or their accountability and filtering. Okay. So you can have blocking as well. But really what we're trying to do is, and and blocking is good, especially if you're in the start of this journey, need some extra protections. Mm -hmm. Great. Use that. But that accountability allows you to be open with someone else about what's appearing on your screen. And before it ever leaves the screen, we actually use artificial intelligence image recognition software that screen reads. Mm. So it doesn't matter where it comes from. Even if I put a flash drive in the side of my computer with pornography on it, if it appears on my screen, it's captured, then it's blurred before it leaves my device and then goes to my allies. And okay. I call them allies instead of accountability partners. That's what Covenant Eyes calls them. Yeah. Oh, I like An that. An ally has your back, right? Totally. An ally is wanting They're you with to you. succeed, right? Okay. So then you also have this companion app. Now listen, the Victory by Covenant Eyes is a second app. It's a companion app and it's free. In mm-hmm. fact, in fact, if you're like, well, I'd like to really, I don't know about this right now. We'll start with just the companion app that's free called Victory by Covenant Eyes. And within there are 30, more than 30 courses, and they're all free. Wow. And they tell you, help you understand, how did I get here? Why do I seem to stay stuck? And how can I take my first steps toward freedom? Mm-hmm. They're free, and you can. there's audio with it as well. And so you can listen to it while you're going to work. And that, cool. you know, understanding proceed or knowledge proceeds understanding, and understanding proceeds change. Mm-hmm. And we we want to change, but we're our understanding, our knowledge is yeah. in the wrong. We don't really we don't have a grip on this yet. Right. So that knowledge precedes understanding, and understanding precedes change. And then you can begin stepping on in with this. And once you have an ally, you can say, "Hey, would you go through this course with me? Yeah. I want you to understand how I got here and why I seem to have been staying stuck." And you can take this journey. Yeah. That leads to true and lasting freedom. And you have lots of stories from yes. people, right, to back that up. And Absolutely. Dads, I would say that's your battle buddy. Who are you going to invite, right, to be in this battle with you? Because your daughters are worth it. Dads, I'm telling you, you may think what you do behind closed doors doesn't have any impact on your daughter's of course, your sons as well, but your daughters are being affected, whether you know it or not. 
And I can tell you as a woman, Sam, I can tell when a man looks at me Mm. in a way that doesn't feel right. I feel it in my gut. I feel it in my spirit. And I often can tell those men that are viewing things. Not always, but, but I've got a radar for that stuff. And so men, you may think no one knows your daughters are worth you doing the work on yourself, on your trauma, on your history, out of love for someone more than yourself. That's what I believe. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to say, there's going to be some guys here that are, that are going, man, I, I really want to talk to someone, but I don't know who to talk to. I don't really Excellent. know how I can lean into this. Maybe I don't have, maybe I attend a small church. This or is, I don't want anyone in my community to know. I need to find someone outside of there. And maybe that's just a, a first step you need to take. Okay, there's, a, there's hope. There's an organization called Samson Society, and you can find them at samsonsociety.com. samsonsociety.com. Once you're there, choose a newcomer meeting. I do one every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern oh, time. Cool. And you get to understand how you can join the Samson Society. And you find a community of Christian men who meet online and as well as in person, who Love it. they're supporting one another to break these compulsive behaviors and addictions often with pornography and unwanted sexual behavior. Oh, I love that. You know what? I actually not too long ago found out that I'm listed there as a therapist, yeah, as a referral. So I think you giving a practical way for dads that may not be in a community, like you're saying, where right. they want someone to know or they don't have other allies, there are resources. There so, are options out so there. So often in the local church, we, we live on the spectrum of safety in our church. And on one side of the church, you can come as you are, but you're never asked to change. And on the other side of that spectrum is it's not okay for Christians to have struggles and strongholds in their life that they want to be free from, but yeah. they just don't know how to do that. In the center, we want to be a safe church where it's okay to come as you are, but not stay as you are. Mm, that's and good. so we can, once we begin taking this journey, we need to be pulling other men in with us because face it, guys, you are not the only one in your church who's struggling. There are come other on. men in your church yeah. who are struggling too. Yeah. And I often find that I am the safest person, person in the room when I tell my story first. Yes, so true. And these so other men true. start going, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So I've got one, two more questions. One final question, yeah. then I'm going to have you give a go step. Yeah. It would be, what do dads have to gain by addressing this out of love for their daughters, but addressing this in their own life? First, we need to begin that ongoing conversation with our sons and our daughters about sexuality they need to know the correct body parts for their they need to know where their private areas are i recommend a a book called good pictures bad pictures junior that starts at five years old so Mm -hmm. you can begin equipping your day your kids for the day that they will see pornography it helps them understand where their bathing suit areas is it's a read-along book for your baby children so they understand it helps them understand what good pictures are and bad pictures Mm, are it's it's just amazing and then there's one for just a little bit older and Uh it goes up to 12. But so we begin helping our kids come to us and be safe. Mm-hmm. We want to be a safe dad that our kids can come with to us with anything and they know they won't be ashamed, be shamed. They won't be put off. They won't, we won't be shocked and that we're always safe to come to. Oh, I love that. Okay. Final question. Go step. You've had lots of action steps all along this conversation, Sam, but I want to end by asking you, if a dad wants to take one small step today in the right direction, 
to move forward in healing if he struggles with pornography, where would you tell him to start? I would really say go download that free Victory app by Covenant Eyes so you can get that free educational materials in there to really press in and begin understanding how you got here, why you seem to stay stuck, and how you can live in total and absolute freedom. And, and many men in, and even pastors in the church don't believe that true freedom is possible. They'll say, well, you always have to struggle with this your whole life. Well, you yeah. don't. Oh, come you on. can live in absolute freedom. From oh, I love that you ended with that, Sam. I think that was one of the most powerful statements you said in this whole Thank conversation you. because I've heard that too. Well, Sam, it's been a joy to have you here today. Sam Black's book, The Healing Church, What Churches Get Wrong About Pornography and How to Fix It. On your mark today has been What Dads Get Wrong About Pornography and How to Fix It. Get set. We filled that in with lots of stats, lots of stories, and you've got lots of options for your go step this week. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been so wonderful to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you, Dad, to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go, Dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. If you're looking for more resources to support the father-daughter relationship, or if you want to connect personally with Dr. Michelle, you can find all the information you need at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. And remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer Podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.